Welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I started this show to talk about all of the interesting, complex, paradoxical, and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of the human experience. If you get anything from this show, the greatest compliment you could give me is to share this show with somebody that you think the message may resonate with or to head to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Additionally, if you want to interact with me, you can follow me at rickalexander underscore on Instagram. Without further ado, on to the show. Tuesday. Welcome back to the MCP. I've noticed in the last couple of months that a certain theme has been building in my work. Maybe it's even been longer than the last couple of months, but it's become really important to me, something I've really wanted to vocalize. You know, I'm, I think what I'm doing is I'm asking a question here. It's something like this. How do we go into the modern world, right? With all of its confusion, all of the technological advances, all of the pressures of who we're supposed to be, and those are external and internal, right? Society, family present pressure on us of who we're supposed to be. At the same time, we put pressure on ourselves for what we're going to do here because we have a very short time and we want to actually feel like our, our life and our presence actually mattered. And so there's internal pressure. And then, of course, we've got this really confusing and changing political climate how do we step into the modern world without abandoning our essence, ourselves, our true selves, our soul, however you, however you prefer to categorize the version of you that is far deeper than all of the external evolutions that you've gone through? And so today I have a series of questions that hopefully will help you figure that out a little better. And of course, you know, a lot of the work that I've done Especially, I got really interested in psychology originally to make sense of my own inner world that felt very confusing and hard to make sense of. And then I kind of pulled that thread and obviously that became my latest book, Ambitious Heroes and Heartache, which is really steeped in psychological research. One of the things that I found in doing all of that research is that there are certain moments in our lives where as children, the world presents things to us. Oftentimes it overwhelms us, right? So when we get overwhelmed, that's typically what we would associate with a traumatic experience, right? When your nervous system gets overwhelmed when you're really little. But it doesn't have to be traumatic in the context that I'm talking about. Whenever something happens to you that you cannot make sense of, when your coherence of the world is shattered, especially in your formative years when you're growing up, you get to this place where part of you never actually leaves that experience if you never had a caretaker who met you in that experience and helped you walk through it, name it, make sense of it, articulate it, and then continue forward. And so what happens is as we go through our lives, we're constantly running into these scenarios or frequently running into these scenarios that are leaving part of who we were in the past. Now, that happens as an adult too, but when it happens in our formative years, it actually gets like baked into our operating system, like into our manual. There's a lot of research that thinks we never forget anything. 
though you can't remember everything, doesn't mean that it's not stored in your mind. And so you can imagine that as you're going through your life and you're witnessing things and you're constantly asking yourself the question, how do I be here? How do I be here in the world? How do I exist? Like, what is it like? What, are, what do people who seem to be having a good go of it, what are they doing? What are people that are having a really rough time here doing? So that whole time, you can imagine something is etching into your operating system. Somebody's taking notes in the back of your mind saying, hey, this is how we survive. This is how we be here. Now, it's not all good, right? It's not all productive. It's survival. Surviving and thriving are not the same thing. To thrive, you often have to do, you have to go against what your mindset tells you that you have to do in order to survive, right? It's offense and defense, and those are not the same strategies. And so one thing that happens though, as we're growing up and as we're witnessing this and as our coherence is being shattered by the world in some way, what we do is we make these childhood vows. So a childhood vow is something like, I am never going to be poor like my parents were poor. I am never going to fight like my parents fought. I am always going to be the one that fill in the blank, whatever it is for you. Well, what happens is that these vows get etched into our operating system and they're survival mechanisms. At the, at the very base of what they are, they're things that help us survive in the world today. Now, here's something to know. As I've said many, many times on here, what got us here might not get us there. And so though it helped us survive, we should be grateful for it. But that doesn't mean that it's something that's going to serve us as we go forward. And that's the problem with the, you know, you can't change me mentality. Because you see people that are like, just accept me. You can't change me. It's like, well, hopefully somebody can or something can. Because if you don't change then you become a caricature of yourself. You don't have the ability to evolve through time. Then you, you're, you stop growing. You don't expand. And so I'm bringing this up because what happens is with these childhood vows in particular, what happens is they get etched into our operating system in a very real way and we end up serving the vow and not our heart. Whatever it is that's more expansive than the vow, it ends up getting put below it quite honestly. And so what you see here are people, for example, let's take the, I will never be poor. Okay. So that's great. You don't want to be poor. You grew up without money. So you say, I'm never going to be like that. And that's wonderful. But you might find that a there's a time in your life where the, the focus shouldn't be making money. The focus should be growth or the focus should be love or the focus should be being a really good dad or a really good mom. And so as we evolve through life, as I was saying, our lives are going to demand all of these different roles from us. And so if we never break with our childhood vows, then what happens is we don't end up being able to fulfill that role, that role that we're actually in. And then we cause suffering to other people, which invariably causes suffering to us because you don't get to cause suffering to other people without causing your own pain. And so what we have to do is we have to go back through our childhood vows and we've got to figure out, was this vow serving me or not? Is it serving me now or not? Now, what happens oftentimes is as we grow, we become, let's say, enlightened is a, a word that way too many people use, but we're, I'm going to use the word relative, not enlightenment. But you can imagine that you get enlightened to a new way of being in the world, which means you see a new way of being in the world. You're like, okay, I 
I see that I've been selfish or something along those lines. Well, what happens sometimes is when, we, when that happens, when we decide that we want to expand or we want to evolve in life, we end up leaving the old self behind. When we do that, we end up becoming fragmented because we've got to own all that we are. I, I know I say this a lot, but transcendent, transcendence must include always. And so what we have to do is we've got to figure out what our childhood vows are. So if you're somebody with a journaling practice, then I would recommend trying to journal about these because sometimes when you're starting to write them down, you'll, you'll really figure out what they are. And so think back to when you were a kid, like think back to the world that you were witnessing and that will give you a sense of what your inner world was like. And then try to figure out what are the things that I vowed when I was a child that might be keeping me from a full expression of who I'm here to be now. There's so many ways that I see this happening. I've seen, you know, this is how we end up evolving down a really terrible road sometimes because what we're doing is we're serving a thought process that was formed when we're three years old or seven years old or 16 years old. I remember for me when I was 15 and you know, if you don't have a religious upbringing, this will be, this is like one that I really, it's interesting because I had it and I've seen that a lot of people that didn't have it really can't relate. Like they're just don't know what it's like to walk around with existential dread. But I remember listening to the sermon when I was like 15 years old, 14 or 15, I'm sitting in the pew. I'm really into church, to be honest. It was a really like fruitful experience in my childhood uh, until it wasn't. And I remember I'm sitting there and the I had just had a beer with one of my friends, like, you know, doing what 14-year-old kids do. And uh, the preacher gives this sermon about how one night and partying is not worth an eternity in hell. And I remember feeling the full weight of the world land on my shoulders. And in that moment, two things happen. One, I had this like idea of this like loving God and this loving life and this like universe that was for me. And all of a sudden now it felt as though there was nothing that I could do to reverse course. Like, so, so what I mean is it overwhelmed my ability to handle it and manage it. it. It shattered my coherence in that way. So part of me never left that pew, right? Never. It just stayed there trying to make sense of a world that I desperately did not understand. Well, what else happened is I walked away and got really cynical. And then part of me made a vow that I would never, ever listen to some asshole talk to me like that again. And now two things are happening here, right? Like part of me has become fragmented. So any sense of wholeness is going to elude me forever until I go back and get that person, until I can, uh, you know, integrate that child into my personality. And the other thing that, that happens is now I'm serving a vow. So then I go into my life and I'm going through my, through, I'm in the military and I'm like going through the initiation of trying to become a man and be in my 20s. And I become a really single-sided human being. I had no spiritual life whatsoever because I was absolutely not open to it. I had made a vow that I would never, ever approach anything like that again. The problem is, if you haven't figured it out, I'm a really spiritual person, right? I'm a really like, well, you might even say I'm a really romantic person. I just believe in the depth in life. I seek it. I love it. It's something that energizes and inspires me in really deep ways. And so what happens there is I serve this vow. Now, I can't get right to save my life. 
And the reason I can't is because I'm, say, I'm serving a vow that's keeping me from my own depth. The problem wasn't that I shouldn't have a spiritual life. The problem is it was presented to me in a way that really shattered my sense of coherence. And so I had to, I had to like put the vow down, right? I had to learn to serve something bigger than that vow if I ever wanted to walk back toward wholeness. And I would say that's kind of my current work, walk right now. And so where in your life has that same situation arose? Where are you serving something that's keeping you small or keeping you fragmented or keeping you one-sided? simply because it's how you learn to survive in the world. The truth is you can do better. You could learn to thrive. But those are very different mindsets and you might have to serve something bigger than the vows that have kept you safe your whole life, unfortunately. Uh, as you've just heard, <laughs> that's been the experience in my life. Anyway, I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk later on Morning Coffee.